Welcome to Ted In Your Head, the podcast where we grab a hold of our minds and ask, what's happening here? Where we answer the question, what can I do with this? And where we seek to powerfully decide, this is what I want to create. This is your host, Ted Moreno. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, a success performance coach, and a fellow explorer of what is possible. Come on, let's check it out. Greetings and welcome to podcast number 10. Once upon a time, there was you making up stories. So in today's podcast, one of the questions that we want to answer is what's going on here? In other words, why do we have this experience of life that we have and what can we do with it, right? So today we're going to look at how we make up stories about things that happen to us. So I'm going to tell you a true story. This really happened to me this morning. So I went out this morning to take my morning walk around the lake near my house. A police patrol car was driving towards me. I nodded at the officer. He nodded back. And a couple of minutes later, he pulled up alongside of me and said, excuse me, what's your name? I took my earbuds out of my ear and said, my name is Ted. He said, can I look at your ID? I said, yeah, sure. I pulled out my ID, gave it to him. He said, the reason is because there's a missing person and we're afraid he might hurt himself and you kind of fit his description. So I just wanted to check and see if it was you. I said, no, no, not me. I mean, I'm just missing while I walk around the lake here for a little bit. And the officer said, well, thanks a lot. Have a good day. And then he drove off. So that really happened to me this morning. Now I'm going to tell you a story. So this morning I got up. It was kind of dreary looking outside because it had rained the night before. So I went out with my iPod walking around the lake, just minding my own business, just taking a walk. And this police car pulls up alongside of me and starts to harass me, right? Police officer asks me for my ID, asks me for my name. I'm, I, I wasn't doing anything, and like, and I'm getting harassed. So I said, my name's Ted. I gave him my ID. He makes up some story about somebody missing, but I know that he just wanted to harass me because he's got nothing better to do. And the first time he passed me, I nodded at him. And police officers, they don't like you to nod at them or smile because they think you're crazy. You're up to no good. So he just like asked me for my name and got my ID and just kind of interrupted my nice morning walk and then just took off and kind of messed up my chi. So the first thing I told you was something that happened. And then the second thing I told you was a story about what happened. Do you see the difference? So we have to ask ourselves, you know, which, which is real? What is reality? Well, we could spend days talking about that. So <clears throat> let's just try to stay in touch with reality, right? I mean, we want to deal with what's real, don't we? I mean, we don't want to waste our time dealing with what's not real. But the truth is that we do it all the time. Here's something very interesting, perhaps you didn't know. Very People who study quantum physics, people much smarter than me, scientists, 
have concluded that there is no objective reality out there. What they say is that for there to be reality, there must be you to describe it. So if you want to check out a cool video, go to YouTube and type in the paradox of Schrodinger's cat. That's spelled S-C-H-R-O-D-I-N-G-E-R-S. Schrodinger's cat. Very interesting if you want to check that out. Anyway, to continue on, we could say that reality is what we perceive or experience. But let me ask you a question. Is it possible for two people to perceive the exact same thing but have a different reality of that thing? Absolutely. The fact is that we each have our own individual reality. And the reason that our personal reality can be so different from someone else's reality is not because we're perceiving something different, but because we're making it mean something different. One of the defining characteristics of human beings is that we give meaning to just about everything. We truly are meaning-making machines. So what does this have to do with hypnotherapy? Well, in my work as a hypnotherapist, most of the time, I'm dealing with the meanings that people make up about what they perceive, otherwise known as what happens to them. And you know, we can all become hypnotized by the meanings that we make up about what happens to us. See, for most of us, there's two things going on here. There's what happened, and there's the story of what happened. In other words, there's our perception of some event occurring, and then there's the interpretation of what that means. So for instance, today, this morning, I was stopped by a police officer who asked me for my ID, asked me for my name, told me they were looking for a missing person, and then he drove off. So that's a pretty bare-bones description of what happened. But then I told you my story about what happened. I was getting harassed. He had nothing better to do. I was minding my own business. He interrupted my chi. He made up a story. My interpretation, an interpretation that a lot of people would say is true. See, there's what happened, and then there's your story of what happened. And the problem is, it's really easy to get the two confused. We can come to believe that our story about what happened is really what happened. And then that becomes our reality. Then we start making decisions based on a story that for the most part, we made up. I don't know that the cop was harassing me. I don't know that he made up the story about the missing person. I don't know any of that. There's what happened to me and then there's the story that I made up about him harassing me. Why do I do that? Why do we do it? The fact is that as humans, we are meaning-making machines. We will make up stories about what happens to us. We can't help it. And that's what gives each life its unique flavor. And what that flavor tastes like will depend on the meaning that you assign to what happens to you. For example, my business failed, that means I'm a failure. I mean, that has a pretty bitter taste. On the other hand, if you were to say, because my business failed, I learned something that will help me succeed next time, I mean, that's a little more palatable and a lot more useful, right? Two different meanings based on what happened. I think we can agree that stuff happens all the time, right? I mean, stuff is going to happen. 
and most of the time we can agree about what happened up to a point. For instance, we can agree that the weather is hot, but we're not going to stop there. We have to make it mean something. We have to make up a story about it being hot. It's our nature to do so. So for example, what happened is the temperature outside is 98 degrees. Your story of what happened might be, I'm going to suffer today because I hate the heat. Or if you're a kid, you might make up a different story. It's hot, so we get to swim in the swimming pool. That's a story that my kids like to make up. Sometimes though, the stories we make up can be really lousy. So for example, what happened? I asked mommy to buy me a pony and she didn't. Story of what happened. Mommy didn't love me. Or what happened? I don't live in a mansion like the people on TV. Story of what happened. I'm a loser. I would suggest that one of the biggest obstacles most people have to personal happiness is the crappy stories they tell themselves about what happened, mostly to them. It's very easy to believe that what happened and the story of what happened are the same thing, but they're not. And if we tell this story over and over repeatedly, we can hypnotize ourselves into believing that the story is what happened and that our story is reality, when all it is is just a story or our interpretation of events, which may or may not be accurate. And if that's not bad enough, we act as if the story we are telling is real. In other words, we end up basing our behavior on a made-up story, sometimes with dire consequences. So, some more examples. What happened? Mommy didn't buy me a pony. Story of what happened? Mommy didn't love me. Behavior based on your story. I resent my mother and we don't talk. By the way, I want to make it clear that this is just an example. Of the eight kids my mom had, I'm her favorite. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Here's another example. What happened? I don't live in a mansion like the people on TV. Story of what happened. I'm a loser. Behavior based on your story. Since I'm a loser, I'll break the law to get what I want. Beginning to get a handle on this story what happened thing? One of the most important skills we can learn is to distinguish between what happened and our story of what happened because the stories that we make up will affect our lives for better or worse. The quality of our lives, and I want you to listen very carefully, the quality of our lives is not determined by what happens to us but by the stories we tell about what happens to us. Let me repeat that. The quality of our lives is not determined by what happens to us, but by what we make it mean. What we do in our lives will in a large part be determined by the meaning we attach to our life's circumstances. If we can become aware of those stories and how they affect our lives, then we have a choice. We can choose to make up stories that empower us instead of making up stories that disempower us. The meaning of your life is made up by you. The meaning of our lives is made up by us. So it's all invented anyway. And that's how we become the creators of our lives. The only question is, what do you want to create? And that's what this podcast is all about. 
Much of my work with hypnotherapy clients involves helping them identify stories they're telling themselves that are disempowering and downright scary. In other words, keeping these stories alive robs a person of confidence, self-esteem, and aliveness while perpetuating fear, doubt, and unhappiness. And the first question I ask them is, okay, something happened to you, but what are you making that mean and what is that doing for you? So I help people to stop telling stories that do nothing for them and I use hypnosis to help people's minds become comfortable with telling new stories that speak to their courage, their strength, their intelligence, and their ability to overcome challenges. You know, it really doesn't take that long to start telling a new story. It all depends on how invested you are in your old story. So the next time you feel anger or fear or doubt or sadness or some kind of negative emotion, ask yourself, what is the story I'm telling about this that makes me feel this way? Realize that you can choose to tell a different story, to have a different interpretation, to make up a different meaning. Or you might want to keep that story for now and that's okay. It's your story after all. We all have one. So in conclusion, let me suggest that you don't believe a word I've told you. This is just my story and it works for me. I hope at least some of it works for you as well. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to TED In Your Head. This podcast has absolutely nothing to do with TED Talks or TEDx or any other TED except me, Ted Moreno. Thanks to Zach Shaw for his assistance in producing this podcast. For more information, you can go to my website at www.tedmoreno.com. Please connect with me on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Google+. And remember what Q said to Picard. The exploration that awaits you is charting the unknown possibilities of existence.